Sonic States Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk number 200. Woohoo! I can't believe it. We've actually made it. You can't you can't imagine the sort of setup we've been going through to bring you this today. But to, uh, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody in the chat room. We've got a bumper week, and it's not surprising because we've got Miss Tara Bush here in the studio. Hello, Tara. Hello, Give us hello. a wave. You're a bit far away in the distance, but uh, she will be in. Uh, oh, there. We'll be in close up shortly. Let me just see if I can actually make that happen. There we go. There you go. You can wave at Andy holding the camera. And there's uh, Mr. Math Williams there. <laughs> Williams? Uh, Math, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maff Lewis, another good Welsh Hello. name, who's uh, sporting the James Hunt look, uh, and uh, you could be actually commentating on a racing car. I am. <laughs> we just we need, need. Uh, we need those. It's over there. We need somebody coming up with one of those great big um, um, uh, racing uh, umbrellas. Any second now. Flat. Right. Well, uh, and we've also got, uh, as well, and there's Dave Spears in the corner here. I get, let's do the introductions. Hello, welcome. Sonic Talk number 200. We finally made it. We'll start over here. We've got uh, Mr. Dave Spears from g4software.com. Hello. How are you, Dave? I'm all right, thank you. Good. You're sounding kind of pr- clear and present. Nice Hi, of you to make it up. As uh, those of you who's ever seen any of our 50 and 100th episodes, you'll know that uh, Dave usually likes to make it in for the milestone meetings uh, because... Um, well, you get the picture. And uh, we've obviously already introduced Math, and we've introduced Tara Bush here. And uh, we've also got, down the line, of course, uh, some of our other regular guests. I'll start with Rich Hilton from uh, sunny Connecticut. How are you, Rich? Very well. How about good. yourself? I'm good, actually. I'm starting to calm a bit now, but uh, my back is rather sweat-drenched, I'm afraid, because it's been a bit of a, a tricky start. Oh. So, oh, Well, gr- greetings to all the guests. Happy celebration. Happy 200th. I'm so glad you could make it, Rich. I really do appreciate that you uh, making that Thank effort you. too. And also, while we're on the wire, we've got uh, Mr. Gaz Williams, who is uh, a producer and engineer and player of some note. Ba- wicked bass player, said Maff, by the way. He is. He's he my is. favorite bass player of all time, apart from maybe, <laughs> maybe Terry Geezer Butler. <laughs> <laughs> I put them on the same kind of level. Excellent. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, that's Dave, Mr. Dave Robinson, who's just ringing in with his the extension for his uh, um, the room that he'll be on. Um, I'll switch to camera. That's Andy doing the camera in the background there. Thank you very much, Andy, for the handheld, so that we've got uh, full coverage. And um, and who have I left out? Ah, oh, have I said hello to PJ Tracy? I don't think I've introduced him yet. PJ Tracy, Emmy-winning PJ Tracy from Minneapolis. How are you, PJ? Great, G- great to be here. Good morning. Good morning to everybody. Ah, you sound very high fidelity. Lovely sounder. Skype is obviously Wonderful. behaving today. I'm ever so glad. <laughs> you can't Great, imagine. Great, because I'm, I'm on about the cheapest headset mic you can, money can buy. So that's, that's good to know. That It obviously that it just suits good. your voice. It just suits your voice. But anyway, uh, and also we'll say hello to Mark Tinley, um, likebeing.com. Um, how's the moustache? I guess it must have finished now. Ah, it's gone. Removed oh. in the Turkish wet shave. Can I, can I tell everybody about <laughs> something heavens. really exciting? Okay. Yeah. I uh, saw a tweet earlier on from one of the Duran Duran fans, and Duran Duran's new single is on iTunes, and it's free, and it's brilliant. I have oh. to say, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's got absolutely nothing to do with me whatsoever. I didn't work on it, but uh, I heard it, and it sounds absolutely brilliant. I love it. Excellent. So, oh, great. Well, go get it. Somebody. Right, hold on. Well, don't go yet, because we want you here. 
<laughs> when you're here for the show. Don't go yet, no. It's a really cool single, actually. I've been listening to lots of um, chart music as I've been driving my son back and forth to school because he's sort of taken to Radio 1 in a big way. And there's lots of that kind of... Um, what reminds me of late 80s Acid House kind of music, but with different uh, sounding synthesizers, so those kind of <laughs> kind of things. Wow. And they've kind they of did... done that rather well, but with like all the Duran stacked harmonies <laughs> and vocals and everything, and, and wow. Simon with a very sort of distorted voice in the verses. It's, it's Interesting. really cool. Did, did Mark Definitely. Ronson produce it? Yes, he did, yes. Mark Ronson, Mr. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it, Mr. I listened to it. Gave me instant goosebumps within about 30 seconds. And oh, I thought, right. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll go get a, it then. You know, it's got a bit Right, I'm going to go and get, um, get uh, Dave Robinson. Let's see how we go this time. Right. Hello. Dave Robinson. Hello. Dave Robinson, editor of ProSound News Europe. Hello there. You can hear us and everything. Uh, yeah. Say hello to, uh, there's Dave Spears, there's uh, Math Lewis, Tara Bush... Hello, hello. Mark Tinley hello. online, PJ hello. Tracy online, uh, Rich Hilton online. Woo! Right now, the first thing that's the first thing that's going to happen is um, Tara, I believe, is going to um, perform a little number. I is that something you feel number. confident and ready to do for us? I shall uh, take the plunge. Just give me one second. Uh, let me switch to an exciting camera angle. Please do take it away, Tara.
Congratulations, Tara. Thank you very much. How do you feel now, Tara? Now we've got the first one out of the way. Yay. Oddly refreshed. <laughs> Oddly refreshed. Excellent. And, um, <laughs> and so um, that was a, a, a Dear Karen Carpenter song. Yes. I'm, what made you choose that one? Uh, I'm a massive Karen Carpenter fan. And um, one day I was, I was actually trying to figure out one of my songs on the Omnichord, and um, it kind of morphed into that. And um, it's like, you know what? I'm going to cover the Carpenters instead of do one of mine. And um, yeah, I just, I just love that song so much. So it's just sort of a, an accident <laughs> in a way. Oh, fantastic. But I, uh, Karen Carpenter is by far probably not, uh, probably my favorite, I would say, especially at the moment. I love her and Dusty Springfield are probably my two favorites. But oh, yeah. Especially Karen. So. Especially Karen. Yeah, yeah. She's wonderful. So, yes. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Tara. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, so Thanks. tell me a little bit more about um, the setup you're using, because you've started to move uh, away from Logic for live. You still use that for composition, right? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm using live uh, quite a bit um, when we played at, at Moogfest. I'm not using it in a really super, super complicated controllerist kind of way. Um, if anything, I'm using it more as a live mixer and I use a lot of effect sends and stuff like that on it and I'm kind of slowly sinking my teeth into it but it's um uh, I am doing a little bit of triggering with it as well but it's kind of kind of something I'm e easing into yeah it's well, just there's, so, a, there's a lot to learn though right yeah and it's um you know it's a a lot uh, quite a big learning curve when you're especially not used to the to the session view yeah. um and all of that so but it's really really interesting and I love to to try and embrace all this new stuff because you know you never know what it's going to crack open with you but it's exciting for sure fantastic so, so i might try a, a little bit of um live because i wanted to check out your setup so i'm going to actually leave the seat here and mm -hmm. go into uh radio mic mode and come on over i see <laughs> think i can manage it yeah hello everybody i'll come over here so talk us through this, um, what you've got going on here then. Well, I have, um, this is actually, uh, the Omnicord OM27 down here is just running through the phaser. Yeah. Um, really quite simple. Um, and then, but I've also got this running into this, but for, for the rest of the set, I, I don't actually use this. Um, what I do with this is I just use it as a sine wave and run it into the ring mod and run it into the delay and it comes out of the delay. So this is effectively a synth and then I've got the control processor here um, popping through that every now and then and I like to All right, okay. So patch it in. Uh, is there some new, because last time you came I'm sure there weren't quite so many Mooga foods. No, right? I was not using the phaser and I was not using this but we did have these three guys going. It's really simple, especially live when you, when you just um, <laughs> can, can very easily get um, lost in a big forest of sound and you're kind of like oh shit i gotta get myself oh sorry <laughs> get myself out of here kind of thing so it's it's um i'm still kind of you know learning day to day more and more about synthesis and this is kind of a good thing for me to grasp sure well, it's kind of like a mini modular setup isn't it and, and, and the mini 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 modular yeah, yeah I'm, I, I really would like to get into it where it's a lot more intense and crazy you know maybe tanto-esque but yeah we'll see. so this is all <laughs> tied together into you got what, what's the, the sound you got is that motu traveler there uh, yep, uh -huh. Motu Traveler, we've had this for ages. Um, and that just runs ago. the whole thing, and we've just mm -hmm. got a stereo out from there, that yep. which is processing your voice, and Matt's doing some fuzz bass, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's coming through this except for the cymbal. 
pretty yes, much. Yes, the symbol. So. I'm going to talk about the symbol, actually. You Believe it or not, yeah. this symbol was made by Matt Nolan, mattnolancustom.com. Um, because uh, Tara said, Joe, could we um, get hold of a China symbol? And uh, he made it last night <laughs> and then dropped it around today, which is awesome, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, cheers, Matt. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah really cool. Gorgeous. So, yeah, so we just um, run everything uh, through Ableton, really, trigger some stuff out of here. I have a lot of vocal effects sends, which is what this is. Um, Math plays bass through the, um, we usually use the uh, little big muff. Um, and the monotron, he also plays that. Yes, I noticed the monotron. People have been mm -hmm. commenting it already. About yeah, it yeah. It's a, you know, got to use it. <laughs> it's great. So. Will that be fit? Really Will you play? I, I couldn't because I'm sort of looking that way and uh, rather than facing you while you play because I'm mm -hmm. manning the controls. Were you using that in the last one or were you? No, you were, no. It'll but be. we are going to hear it later. Yeah, you it'll are, come in yeah. later. Cool. Mm -hmm. How's it like for batteries? Does it eat them? No, no it doesn't. Actually. I haven't had to change them yet. So it'll probably run out during... The yeah, so it'll run out right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right, I'm going to switch back to um, me over here. Uh, let's have a look. So I'm going to switch that mic off there and switch that one back on. And here I am. Right. Excellent. Oh, this is working. It works. It works, doesn't it? I did, I, did, I did like an outside broadcast, like over there. It, those of you who are regular listeners to the podcast may well have uh, realised that um, perhaps... Um, we're not doing this in a studio. We were going to, and uh, we were going to use Studio Paranormal, which is a friend of ours down the road. But unfortunately, um, I went and tested the bandwidth, and it was okay for a stream out, but it was no good for coming back uh, with the Skype. So I just thought, you know what, going to all this trouble, and obviously having everybody coming down, uh, and then finding maybe the network wasn't working, would have been a little bit... <laughs> Of a downside. I know that some of you perhaps in the live room are having a little bit of feed issues, but we're doing our... It's all right our end, so I'm hoping it's just the massive amount of people that are viewing. Perhaps not. How are you guys there? Um, D Dave Robinson and uh, Rich, are you hearing this all right? Crystal clear. So, uh, excellent. Well, um, I sort of didn't really um, have an awful lot of stuff prepared for this show because I've been rather preoccupied with the technical side. But one of the first things that uh, did come up was um, we can't have escaped that Melodyne is 10 years old at the moment, which is just... Uh, I, can't, I honestly can't believe that it was um, 10 years ago that we first saw it. Uh, it's, it's pretty astonishing, really. Um, Dave, you were, were you at Music Massa for that fateful... Um, Fateful afternoon, or was it? I can't remember. Was it Messer or Nam? Messer. It was Messer, right? Uh, no, it was Nam. Was it, it now? Was Nam. God, that's how. Yeah, it must be ten years ago because we can't remember anything. We're getting old and senile. Do you? I mean, one thing that that, that did strike me about this is: um, does anybody remember that it was? Uh, we all thought it was going to be a real game changer, and you know, it was going to completely transform the way that uh, that everything worked. Do you think that's actually the case, Dave Robinson? Um, well, that's the initial Antares auto-tune. Um, that was a game-changer originally, I would have said. And Melodyne came in with a, a different approach. Um, I think Melodyne's game-changer is still potentially the DNA software. That, and we, we all saw that, ooh, when it split up the tracks. Um, I think we're all waiting to see what exactly they're capable of doing. But at the risk of saying what everybody else, I suspect, is going to say, Suddenly, auto-tune has come of age and has gone from being subtle to being massively overused. And um, I'm just waiting for the fad to die 
Every time I turn on sort of popular radio, mm-hmm. I'm hearing a, a heavily auto-tuned, melodyne, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, pop song, which uh, as, a, as a gimmick uh, is kind of, it's kind of interesting when, when Pendulum do it, but um, <laughs> it, it's, as far as I'm concerned, but uh, not on every single um, R&B record, or every single pop record, it's one of the arts. I mean, it's 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 certainly a current. I mean, it's a bit like the filter suite, really, isn't it? It's getting that way. Sorry, sorry, Mark. Yeah, I just want to say I totally, totally disagree with you, and I really love all of these like young rappers that are coming out that I'm hearing on Radio One who are rapping through it. So it sounds like they've even the rapping's been tuned. It sounds brilliant. I love that sound. Well, there we go. Like, we, we always like to promote a difference of opinion on this show. That's <laughs> yeah. a perfect example of it. <laughs> Little controversial there. Yeah. Uh, th- there was that bit of footage in the US uh, about the guy breaking into the house and attacking. He's uh, he's beating up your girlfriend. He's beating up your... He's all that kind of stuff. You've seen that? Yeah, Antoine something, and they auto-tuned it, and they turned it into a rap. Yeah, oh, you are so dumb. Oh, you are so dumb. Okay. Does know what I'm talking about? Not too many notes now, yeah, Dave. Yeah. We'll get it done for yeah, copyright. There's a YouTube. It's a CNN story or something like that, and this and this uh, somebody broke into a house in the projects, and they interviewed uh, the the, the oh, right. woman. So somebody's auto tuned and turned it into a track. Jesus, that's yeah, that's and it's had millions and millions of hits. And the guy has been asked to perform on TV after, oh, wow. after some guy. His name's Antoine something. And it's, not really at, auto, it's not really Auto-Tune's fault, though, is it? No, but it, I mean, I the that... fact that he's, they've, done, they've used the voice and turned it into a melody, which is what Mark's talking about. And right. when it's used yeah. kind of creatively like that, that was, that's quite, um, it's quite funny. And it, it sort of has some kind of value. But there's just too much of it, Mark. It's just everywhere. Don't you think? It's just saturating and and the art of actually writing a melody rather than having somebody else create pseudo tune that isn't really a a tune but it's going to inspire somebody to do something else because like in the 70s there was too much bloody noodling and too many people hitting china cymbals and gongs (laughs) and things like (laughs) that (laughs) then the punks came along in huge opposition to that played really badly we're going to have, and in 10 years' time, we're going to have a whole load of records out with people deliberately singing really out of tune, and, and that will be the backlash to it, of people really singing and really singing badly. <laughs> or like well, Iggy Pop playing really out of time. Oh, well, I, 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 like Mark Allman. It's an evolution. We do have some other guests. I'd like to bring them in on this one. Um, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, first auto-tune of all... Auto-tune them. Can we auto-tune them when they speak? I don't know. I might be able to. I haven't got any auto-tune. I, uh, Gaz, I don't think you use it very much, do you? Ah, well... I we, have... are talking, we were talking about DNA, really, rather than, uh, than, than, than auto-tune, but it's a similar sort of thing, really. I have got a hell of a Melodyne story, that I'll tell you now. Um, a couple of years, well, a few years ago now... Uh, I had a phone call from this woman looking for someone to produce a song for her son. And uh, so I agreed. And I was working with a songwriter called Larry Williams at the time. And uh, we ended up writing the song. She'd, the, the mother had written the lyrics, which is a little bit suspicious. Uh, and, <laughs> is he your brother? Gaz um, Williams, Larry Williams? Is there a no, is there no, link there? No, no. people right. have thought that. But, no. uh, but anyway... Eventually, oh, the mum was complaining about everything. We sent a copy of the mix over and uh, 
And I should say at this point, uh, Larry, the songwriter, had gone and done an initial session with the guy and they they wanted to do a ballad. But, but it was so awful. His singing was so awful. We decided to make it like a kind of um, like a pop reggae tune. Anyway, to cut a long story short, when he came to do the vocals, he was so utterly, utterly, utterly abysmal. <laughs> we ended up having to melodyne every single syllable in both in pitch and in time oh. for the whole song. Because we realised we were trapped that if we'd have given them the mix with him singing it as he really sang it, then the mum would say, what have you done to his voice? They were completely <laughs> deluded about his ability. Now, the punchline of this little tale is we actually ended up doing a, a very good job. Now, which was actually a kind of a completely dishonest thing to do in many ways because it's portraying something which was utterly not what it actually was. Anyway, on the back of this song, he actually managed to become, he actually managed to get, uh, an audition in on uh, X Factor, <laughs> and, uh, and he is right. Matt. He's Matt. What's his name? <laughs> no, if you want, no, guys, you, you can go to YouTube and you just have to type in Ant and Seb to see the absolute car crash of the results. Now um. they got they got on this purely because the song, because of this song. And they did this performance. It's an absolute. It's one of the all time worst. X Factor auditions. Uh, <laughs> 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 what have you and done? And they were the thing was, if, if you watch the video, it's really hilarious because um, they won't take no for an answer. And um, Simon Cowell's going, no, leave, leave. And the one brother calls, sing the song, sing the song. So he actually starts singing our song that we'd done because obviously they'd had loads of people telling them how good it was based on this song, which is a complete fabrication of the truth. Uh, <laughs> wow. and it's like, so they, they have to get the heavies in there. And this big bouncer comes and like leaves them <laughs> off by their, by their necks, sort of. Uh, and, uh, oh my lord! Yeah, on Yeah, I shall. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so make sure you put the link up, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a try, cautionary, that's a cautionary tale really about how good melodyne is so um yes. ah well okay i was going to ask you tara actually because um obviously you know you you sing yes do you ever <laughs> feel compelled or you know driven, would you rather just sing it again than kind of go oh there's that line in the backing vocals that i laid up and maybe missed out or, or would you just rather do it again i would i would do it again yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not wildly familiar with Melodyne at all. I've, I've never used it, but I think it's a really interesting um, idea to use things like that um, for really creative purposes. You know, for things other than the intended. Than fixing. Yeah. By the book purpose. You know, you can always always do some really interesting things that way. But I totally agree. It's so overused. It's just vomitous at one this point. Th- one thing. <laughs> one thing is quite interesting. We had this conversation about. Um, about uh, about vocals as well. Terra um, has tended to since about what two thousand and five to sing the song the entire way through. Yeah. And yeah. not do any uh, comp and chopping. Oh up. yeah, I, I will not comp it if I can help it. You know, unless I'm about to lose my voice and I'm doing a session and yeah, which doesn't really, you know, I, I really really try and sing the song within the span of time it's supposed to be. It's right. a little a little bit cosmic, but no, no, that's I th- how I, I like it. I to think be. that's perfectly valid. Yeah. I mean, I suppose the other thing I know that um, uh, guys at Goldfrap occasionally use it what, for sort of wayward analog electronics to kind of bring it into line, so that you know if there's something that's got yeah. a performance that you just because the synth is screwed, you can't get it in tune or the tracking's mm-hmm. out, you can kind of fix it with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
surely the, the, this wave of um, of use of it now is like on the way down. I mean, this was this is the point where well, I was thinking surely no one can use this anymore when Share came out. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like five years ago. I know. I mean, yeah. I, I just I just well, I like. Well, that was the highlight, <laughs> Jesus. The, 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 good, the good old then, days. It, it, it was it started, a gimmick, and it, it doesn't seem it to have moved on. It started off as a gimmick, and now it's fashionable. Fashionable's different to a gimmick, right? Okay, that's a fair, that's a fair, yeah, fair no, point. That's uh, Rich, uh, Rich, Rich and PJ, oh. I haven't heard anything from you guys. Um, does, does it, A, 10 years, can it really be? And B, um, does it have it? Melodyne, does it have its place? <laughs> Perhaps PJ. I don't know whether you. You're, I'm, I'm guessing probably you're not a, a fix, fix, pitch fixing kind of guy unless it's an absolute re- repair job. Currently, no. Um, but in the past, definitely. Um, it used to be a joke around a studio that I worked in where we recorded lots of first-time bands and and uh, inexperienced singers and, and never in front of a client. I mean, we always tried to make people feel as comfortable as they possibly could. But if you'd get somebody coming in and they, and they were kind of a pain in the arse and, and they were always, you know, w- wanting to be very particular about the way things were in the studio, we'd, the joke was warm up the Melodyne. And right. we usually <laughs> were pretty, we were usually pretty correct on that. It was usually somebody who would come in and they would be very, very, either very, very nervous or very, very inexperienced. And it would require a lot of fixing. Um, so yeah, I've ha- I've definitely spent many many hours in front of the Melodyne editor. Um, I never I've never mastered lo- it, fortunately. And I love it. I think it I think it's a br- I think it's brilliant for what it does. And I think I think it saved a lot of uh, a lot of uh, recordings and made them at very at at uh, at worst half assed. So I think it's I think it's a, I think it's a good thing for you know for for some things. Um, interest. This month in Sound on Sound magazine, there's a there's a uh, an interview with Peter Nor Norbecker. Is that how you uh, pronounce Norbecker. his name? Norbecker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he's talking about where he's going with Melodyne, what he's what he's researching currently. And he said that uh, recently he'd been working on a Peter Gabriel record, and they wanted him to retune some horns um, to actually re- rewrite some parts. And he found that he he couldn't do it very easily. So he's working on the ability to actually tie tracks, acoustic tracks together that have um, related spill, and that the editor will take care of the spill automatically. Oh and, man, uh, that's just yeah, yeah. That's, it's pretty that's cool. crazy and stuff. Then, but yeah, and then the other part of it is. Uh, being able to tweak the noise transients, everything left over after you after you define everything in the pitch domain, um, so wow. being able to pull things mm. oh pull things forward. Also, he's working on the ability of Melodyne's <laughs> DNA's tracking algorithms so that it's better at working on complex legato lines within a polyphonic stem. Yeah, and he says, he's, yeah, he's getting he's getting better at that. He says it, he, he's making no promises as to when any of this will, you know, find its way to a commercial product. But um, that's what he's working on. So it's it's a great interview. If anybody's no, no, interested, no, I have to check that out. Rich, Rich Hilton, um, oh, sorry, I haven't, this, haven't got round to you yet. Uh, you can you see yourself using something that you know would that be useful? I guess for big orchestral sessions when you can't easily just kind of go, we'll just go back and redo it. That's got to be a, a a very useful tool, right? Absolutely, and. Given some of what I've seen Isotope RX2 doing lately with harmonics, not that surprising in, in the 
conceptual sense, but amazing in the in the realized sense. But I actually have a confession to make. <clears throat> I have been conducting a torrid affair with Melodyne over the last <laughs> week. Oh, really? Get out of here. Well, well, it's true. It's true. I and she said. Uh, well, anyway, um, <laughs> I've been mixing. Uh, a live performance that is called from stems where you have, for example, guitarists ganged onto a mono track, all the vocals on a mono track and uh, stuff like that. And I've been uh, right, diving wanna... deep into Melodyne. Wow. And out have you been trying to extract those or have you just been? When you say extract them, are you, sure are you trying you to kind of, sort of separate them, I suppose, or is it just to sort of treat them? Well, it separates them. Uh, That's what yeah. it does in the, in the analysis. Yeah. And then it's just a question of digging through and finding the thing that you want to fix and seeing what it does to everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. And uh, I've done quite a bit of that over the last week. So, how, I mean, so how, is, it, is, it, is it wonderful and does it affect my workflow? Absolutely. Dave, how do you we? use it at all? Oh, come on. That, for me, it really was a life changer. I mean, I remember seeing it at NAM and. That was pretty stunning in itself, and I've always wanted to sing. And some people go, <laughs> no, well, you've got a reasonable tone. Yeah, <laughs> and, and what's really fascinating from my perspective is that I hate the fact that Melodyne is sometimes talked about in the same breath as Auto-Tune, because Auto-Tune is it's just too extreme, it's too vile, whereas what I loved about Melodyne and what I still love about Melodyne is it's capable of real beautiful subtleties. And what I'll only use it to kind of pull something if I'm slightly flat. What I do is like, in, in a way, a bit like Tara's, I'll try and get a performance. But I'm a smoker and my voice is weak. <laughs> so sometimes I'll have to go in and boost, you know, the, the gain on a, a certain notes and stuff like that. And then just really subtly tune stuff. Not massively. And for me, it makes such a huge difference. It's definitely one of my Desert Island plug-in discs. And on top of that, I was the first person to review it in the UK. Well, well, well. For a magazine. Mm. And they will tell you that no one likes giving 10 out of 10s, but this got a 10 out of 10 because it really was just such a moment. And it came in that beautiful wooden box as well. Do you remember that? Oh, well, in fact, I should. Uh, that brings me back to the actual show notes, which have uh, wandered off. Because uh, basically now there's 10 of the legendary wooden boxes, which uh, the first Melodyne was delivered in. Each box contains a license for Melodyne Editor, Melodyne Studio, and for all Salomony software products to be released in the next 10 years. So basically, if you win one of these, uh, you'll, you'll get everything from Salomony till uh, the year 2020. Beautiful. Wow. That's That'd be nice. I was, although it did take them a very long time to get DNA out, so maybe you'll uh, you, they might release it on day, <laughs> New Year's Day 2021. Perhaps not. Well, I folks, think somebody should. Um, I think yep. somebody should make a karaoke machine that has all of the melodies that are supposed to be sung written into each tune. Yeah. A karaoke machine with a, with an embedded so melody. It doesn't matter how badly you sing; it puts awesome. you in tune. Mm. Isn't you that the auto, auto tune had a or Antares had a rack that was like that, didn't they? I expect, I, I expect, yeah, yeah, no, they do. They they've got auto tune uh, rack, yeah, yeah. But now that yeah. everybody's singing through <laughs> digital design consoles anyway, you don't need the rack. There you go. Well, that's true. You just have the plug in anyway. There you go. Well, well, first, and and the chain that they have is going to help someone at a wedding who wants to sing. I was I was thinking more consumer, maybe like uh, sort of you know something Put in a, that played a, yeah, a PlayStation. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would be great. There's there's auto-tune for iPhone now. Auto-tune dance party. Get out of here. There is. There is. There is. (laughs) Dance party. You're making that up. No, 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 no. I'm dead serious. I was as surprised as you sound. But no, and and furthermore, it comes up with the T-Tained, hard sync, no forgiving, just switching between quantized note values sound to it. That's how it comes up. That's what it's for. Didn't we cover this at some point? Like, yeah, we did. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. The, I think we did. And Nick, on the subject that Mark and oh, Dave right. were banting back and forth earlier about about too much of this appearing in pop music these days, I had a kind of a frightful moment the other night. I was listening to a uh, a reviewer for NPR. His name's Ken Tucker. He's their rock reviewer, and he was reviewing Con- Kanye West's new record. Yeah, and he was he was glowing, gushing over the record, and he gets to this song plays an expert excerpt of a song that's kind of a i guess you would call it a traditional r&b pop ballad acapella except all of the vocals are i'm i'm assuming kanye west muttering out of tune and then somebody who is extremely talented in that software creating (laughs) traditional r&b harmonies out of what he muttered out of tune and and ken tucker said Listen to how vulnerable Kanye is on this track. And I'm thinking, how can you hear the vulnerability <laughs> through all of the layers of electronic auto-tuning? No, I don't, no, I don't I, I'm sensing there's a bit of a wave of animosity generally breaking against the shores of Kanye West at the moment. It doesn't seem to be getting a lot of um, nice things said about him. I don't know. He, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Not, not from Kanye. you. No, no, absolutely. I, 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 that was just an observation. I mean, it just seems to be there's a sort of swelling of, um, of you know, we're, we're not into you at the moment, Kanye. Maybe now is not uh, a good time to release that kid, that Christmas single. But before before we get on to that, and perhaps a, a couple more tunes from uh, Tara, uh, are we going to do one more tune Yay, in the middle and then two at the end? Can I just say one last thing? Yeah, about go on. Uh, Rich is absolutely right. There's an, there's an application in the iTunes store called Auto-Tune Christmas by Starmaker and it features <laughs> Anto's auto and it has all of these Christmas backing tracks and you can go and sing to it yeah. and it tunes you and then you can send your own tuned version of you singing Christmas songs to your friends. Oh, that's I'm, so beautiful. I That's got to be. And it's free. <laughs> it's free. The way. How could somebody unleash such evil on the world and, then, and give it away? I suppose that's the best way, isn't it? <laughs> Do they have I think that's a far better idea. I think we should actually have a uh, Sonic State yeah. singing like through Bubbles <laughs> Christmas Carol album CD download free iTunes thing. Definitely. Just put everything through it. Just look. Drums and everything. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole album's out of tune. hysterical. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, um, that was, uh, my goodness, is it really 10 years since? But now, I'd just like to say, uh, it's, well, it's not quite been 10 years, but it's been a good, good number of years that uh, Yamaha have been a sponsor of the show and we want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, none of us are going to retire from this, so this just sort of helps to pay for the bandwidth, because everybody who's involved does it for love, or at least 
obsession or something like that so we want to say thank you to them of course but we'll say thank you to yamaha yamaha of course uh, continue to sponsor the show they'd like to point you at the yamaha hs50m and hs80m which are active studio monitors uh, they've got uh, white cones a bit like the old yamaha ns10ms which were the sort of the classic uh, studio monitors uh, that everybody must have used but in fact these are in fact outselling the NS10s um, by some distance. Uh, HS50 is a 5-inch driver, 70 watts. HS80M is 8-inch driver, 120 watts. And uh, obviously Yamaha know that it's not possible for you to appreciate uh, studio monitors, you know, by me talking about them in a podcast. But what they encourage you to do is head down to a store that sells Yamaha gear. There are quite a few Pulse stores in the UK. I'm sure there are similar things going on in the US. Uh, and you can take your own little source down, take a CD, take your MP3 player, listen, and just see if they're for you. Because they're the sort of speakers, they're proper studio monitors. You need to work hard to make a mix sound good. But when it does sound good, it's, it sounds good on everything, as the old adage goes. So we want to say, we'll point you to yamahadownload.com where you can find out about the, the Yamaha Pulse stores, which means you can go and check out any of these uh, Yamaha gear and also the XF and anything else that happens to be Yamaha that takes your fancy. Go and try it out in real life, as it were. So once again, thank you very much to Yamaha for uh, their continued sponsorship of the show. And now, um, Atara, I think, were we going to have one or two? Did you want to do one in the middle and then two at the end? Does um, that make more sense? We'll do one in the middle and two at the end. One in the middle and two at the end. So now one in the middle gonna... and two at the end. That would be kind of It sounds nice... like a mantra, doesn't it? Does. it? So now we're going to have another tune, another tune from Tara Bush. What's, what's, uh, what's this one going to be called? Um, this one is called Big Sun, and... Um... I wrote it for no particular reason, <laughs> but I, I think it was, um, I uh, wrote it, when, I started it when we were still in Los Angeles, and um, yeah, I guess it's sort of a, a California ode sort of thing, and um, it's very, very new, so it's kind of a, I haven't quite developed the relationship with it, what it means just kind of came out, so all of that. Cool. Yes. We're looking forward to it. Okay. Right. I don't know why I was talking to that.
fantastic. Thank you very much, Tara. You're welcome. Awesome. That was... Uh, we did... Um, one of the things about going to a, a studio that we were going to um, do here was obviously because uh, we're in a shared building and there are people in offices up and down. And I've been around and sort of warned people that uh, you won't hear anything much. They're probably hearing the cymbal. And they're probably hearing Tara singing really, really... Because that's quite loud, actually, when you're in the room, isn't it? You've got a, a hell of a pair of lungs there. Yeah. That was lovely. Thank you very much. And what was, that, what was that one called again? Big Sun. Big Sun. Well, yes. thank you very much. Awesome. Our, our new hit single. Excellent. Available on iTunes sometime soon? Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Okay, brilliant. Right, um... Now, this is kind of embarrassing because I haven't actually come up with any other topics. There was another one, but I didn't get time to do, <laughs> do a clip for it. Um, oh, yes, the Social Networking Geotargeting Tour Organiser. That was actually quite cool. Did anyone get a chance to check that out? That's no, I really wanted to. Tourbinder.com. Uh, okay, well, if I have the tumbleweed ready, um, that was one of the, sadly, one of the things I didn't, I didn't actually get ready for this particular show, uh, so I'm sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, folks, I just realised I'd muted the Skype output, um, so I, I, if you've said anything, it's uh, been lost oh, I did, forever, yes. forever. I wanted to make a comment about iTunes. Oh, please do. My comments about iTunes is, yesterday morning, I came home from dropping East off at school, and I thought, oh, write a song, as you do, and I... At about half past nine, I started writing a song, and about one o'clock, I thought, hmm, that's complete. So I thought, I'll publish that on iTunes using um, TuneCore. So I, and last time I did that, it was about three or four weeks before it came out. So I published it on iTunes using TuneCore, and by midnight, it was in the iTunes Music Store. So I cool. thought that you could actually cut up these live performances from today, and you could actually put them on iTunes. I could. And I would I, I, definitely buy it. Well, that's an interesting idea. We have been recording them locally, um, but obviously I haven't heard anything, and you have to talk to the artist. There's, that's it. I know. Down to that. <laughs> well, that, but that, you'd be that, super, I mean, I'm just amazed at how quickly you can convert something from a recording into a saleable product. That's what struck yes. me about. Incredible. Yeah, awesome. Um, that, that, that certainly brings us into a very quick subject about... Um, getting your stuff out there. And I certainly certainly think uh, freely getting people to share stuff like this is uh, wonderful. Um, and I'm sure, uh, um, I, I'm sure we'd love to do that kind of thing. Sonic State yeah. Record Label. Totally. Well, you do, you're, you're signed to Tummy Touch, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was, um, yeah, it's uh, the, the Pilfisher Lane record came out on Tummy Touch. And, um, yeah, lots of forthcoming things. I'm not quite sure what we're going going to be doing lots of possibilities so well, at the beginning kind of, of next year we're, we're we're shooting a, a movie which has just been yeah. funded by um uh the arts council which is wonderful that's the so, main focus um, for next year just put together a little crew writer um dop and tara obviously doing the score I'll, Fantastic. Be, I'll be directing so it's really really cool little uh little project do you have a different um, a different look for director you're going to be wearing what the no, directors wear I, I wear the same thing sports jacket have, a, <laughs> have you got a, a, yeah. a Barry Sheen Kawasaki uh, green, lime green motorcycle jumpsuit? How did you know? I, d- I don't know. I d- you just struck me as the oh, yeah. guy who might. They normally have, have a, they normally have have an RG five hundred tucked away there as well. I, I, yes, I don't know what that is, but I do have <laughs> one of those. Mark, Mark, Mark is a motorbike fanatic. Yeah, I, I actually direct from uh, a motorbike as you're driving through the city. Yeah. What a great idea! Yeah. He holds a whip too. Oh, that's not my word. Uh, Dave Robinson, <laughs> I just wanted to come back to you quickly because I know that you're, um, you, you have a time limit, don't you? And it's, I've noticed that the t- clock is ticking ever closer to five o'clock. Oh, is he gone? 
<laughs> it appears he has. Yes. I don't see him on the list. I don't see him on the list. I'm really sorry about that. Dave Robinson, I would like to say thank you very much to Dave Robinson for joining us, uh, however briefly. And uh, time has kind of run away because it's so exciting here. Um, Dave Robinson, of course, uh, editor of ProSoundNewsEurope.com, which is a great uh, sort of B2B magazine that covers sound installation, live sound, broadcast, all those kind of good things. And you can download it digitally. And I'm pretty sure it's a free download online. So, you know, do check it out. ProSoundNewsEurope.com. Please do. And uh, once again, thank you very much to Dave Robinson for joining us um we are no longer now a double dave week which uh, i was hoping there was going to be a jingle but i'm afraid i didn't have it and, and um, there's, there's something else i need to play actually because i've got something here this was a message from uh and i'm I, again this just shows that all my preparation has gone into today uh kind of setting up the technical side which perhaps i'll, I'll tell you about if you're interested but there was robbie ryan very very kindly sent us uh, an mp3 to to uh to wish us uh, uh, many happy returns. I'm just going to try and pull it up and see if I can play it, because I think that would be nice. This is Rob Ryan. Hello, Sonic Hello, Sonic Hello, Hello, chat room. This is Rob Ryan, S900. Listener, congratulations on podcast number 200. And I hope in 25 years' time, you are still rocking like me. This is Sonic Talk number 1000. Peace out. Well, that's for him. Excellent. Thank you very much, Robbie. That's very kind. Robbie, of course, is the man who won a Do you, How Do You Juno competition, where I think he won a Juno of some description. Uh, the latest ones, uh, and uh, yeah, as a regular listener to the podcast, we much appreciate. Oh. It. I think uh, Kung Fu Girls Club, I think, is his kind of YouTube and moniker and various things. So yeah. thank, thank you very much, Robbie. That who very who needs uh, Antoy Autotune when you've got Stephen uh, Hawkins there? Stephen, yeah. Stephen Hawkins on backing vocals. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, well, I heard a story about Stephen Hawkins recently, um, and uh, somebody was who was asked to interview him. Somebody did interview him, and they went, and, and they, they obviously forgot, you know, because they assumed that he's just able to do real-time. And obviously, they wrote a load of questions down for him to prepare answers to. And usually, when you interview somebody, there's a kind of interaction, and you kind of think, oh, yeah, that makes me think of something else. And the thing is, if you ask a question, obviously, poor guy can't actually reply, because he has to... Does it do a delay. It, he does it with a significant delay, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Because he has to do it with his eyeball or something. He's like a minute or so, I think. I, no, much longer than Is that, it? I think. Oh, yeah, right. well, wow. But uh, amazing. Anyway, that's uh, totally off topic. Uh, completely. <laughs> Is everybody else still there? Have we lost anybody else? Are we... Is Rich? Rich, are you still there? Oh. I'm still here. Hey. Hooray! <laughs> and having a heck of a time. Oh, well, thank you very much. And Gaz, uh, you're there too, I can see. Yes, I'm still here. Hooray! <laughs> Gaz Williams there and uh, PJ Tracy, pjtracymusic.com. I think so. Hooray! And Mark Tinley too, we've heard from you. We're all still yeah, here. Existentialist. I have I finally figured out that, that if I if I I'm more quiet. Tara will play more music, so I decided to be more quiet. Oh God! Well, we are, in fact, going to have some more tunes uh, to play us out. I, I thought actually, what I'd quickly do is just show you around the technical setup because just because I can, and I'm going. I've got a radio mic on, and I want to use it. <laughs> so let me switch that on, and I'll take that one off, and I'm going to switch to the mobile camera, and take my headphones off. 
So, for those who are interested, what we've got going on here is uh, we've got a uh, line out going in, all the mics going in. Tatara's just sending me a premixed version. Uh, mic on the cymbal, which is uh, AKG 451. Dave's here in the corner. Actually, you haven't said anything. You got, you got away very lightly. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Dave's there with the champagne ready to go and the healthy yogurt drink at the same time. That's not mine. I know. <laughs> but what's happening is all going into the uh, Yamaha DM1000, which is a digital mixer. This was the one that uh, very kindly lent to me by some friends who used to use it live. So what everything's coming into here. There's various different buses going out. Um, we've, we've got a 200 millisecond delay on the video feed because the video cameras are 200 seconds milliseconds behind apart from this one which is significantly greater so these aren't in sync but these are anyway um, so that's going over to there this computer here this computer is handling the flash media stream and the encoding and the local recording and all of the other stuff and um, yeah just thought I'd let you know right <laughs> Fascinating. You can hear the pin drop in this room. <laughs> They're just spellbound. I'll probably see that here in about 20 minutes because Math just hit the symbol. Oh, really? Are we that far behind? Oh, yeah. man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, look, they're saying, oh, flute. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow that is... So we're talking... So I she's was still wondering playing flute. why... Hold on. I was wondering why we're listening to all this music and there's nobody moving in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> ah. Uh, pretty heavy backing tracks. Wow. <laughs> there there is. Well, I th we do have a high... T we, were, we were well over our usual count in the uh, chat room. I don't know. I, I mean, hmm. at least it's working for us, eh? <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. We do I, our best. I was wondering why they were talking about Rush while Tara was playing. I was thinking... How <laughs> disrespectful. <laughs> yes. So oh. <laughs> but actually, no. How dare you? <laughs> Favourite Rush song? Oh no, that's yes. I'm sorry. Wait. Matt, favorite Rush song? <laughs> I, don't even, I, I, I don't even know who Rush is. Didn't, didn't they do something nine two one? Oh, that's not the one. That one. Brilliant. That's the one. The 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 of course, the Taurus pedals are really fabulous in that song. Full marks to everybody. PJ, yeah. you got a, you got a, a favorite Rush song? My my band actually covered that song in high school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bless you! Did you, did you sing it? Did you play the really fast songs. part? <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we, I I didn't sing it. We had a, a lead singer named Mike Juarez, and I remember our English teacher. We were freshmen in high school. My English teacher going, they called me Trace in high school, short for Tracy, and he said Trace. When you guys started that tune, it sounded just like the album. And then Juarez opened his big yap and started singing. It didn't go over too well. Oh. <laughs> this just to show how much of a delay there is. In the chat room, they're saying, wow, she can sing. <laughs> Certainly no auto-tune. What a voice. Really high. She has range and, and, indeed. Versatile. That's that nice. What's that? Is it like time trap? Is it the Entron Pro? <laughs> Yes, it is. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. It is. And Trump Pro, and also, um, well, in the next one, it'll be odd the oddity is in in the last one. But yeah, that was. Whoa, hello. Um, and lots and lots and lots of Trump. Yes, yes. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Ah, so. Um, and bells. What, what? Just out of interest, what virtual instruments are you running outside of the GeForce tri yeah. trio? Of course. Oh gosh, uh, I, I am using um, Massive. 
by Native Instruments. I use battery. Um, let me think. Uh, I don't Are you going to be doing a drum, a drum and bass number then? Because isn't massive purely for drum and bass bass lines? No, oh, this, this, the next one's massive, ah. yeah. But I tweaked massive. it quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I tweaked it quite a bit, but <laughs> made, made, made it my own. Brilliant. So. <laughs> right, um... I'm, I'm kind of oh the, the Mark says there is a 20 minute delay. Yes, you are right, Mark. Although the the between us, audioly as it were, I think we're okay. There's no delay, and of course between all of us in the real in the chat room, in there's, the, a in, there's a huge delay. <laughs> so Matt, I think Matt's we'll just about to answer the first question I asked. We must be traveling closer to the speed of light. I think yeah. we're probably the speed of yeah, the speed of light refracted quite a lot what I want to know is where's the buffer I mean that must be an enormous buffer where is it going uh, the buffer buffer yeah this isn't a porn set it's going to wiki me it's wiki that's what it is wiki wiki leaks are the ones who wiki leaks absolutely I think actually at this point I want to just spread a bit of love around the place because I want to say thank you to everybody for their continued continued involvement in the show I know we thanked you in our little sponsor section but I also really want to thank all our guests uh, because I know that everybody here is kind of like I say does it for just for the heck of it uh, and for me, uh, it's just a great to be able to talk with these people every once a week. We've got some great experienced people. And, uh, and it's just, I wanted to say thank you right now, um, because I think Tara's going to play us another couple of songs. And who knows what's going to happen after that. There's just The roof might come down or anything. It could be anything. But I want to say, like, Rich and uh, PJ and everybody over the States, because you guys, have, it kind of cuts your day out. And we really do appreciate all of your, uh, your endeavours to, to join us every week. Really, really, really do appreciate it. So thank you very much. I love, I love doing it, Nick. And thanks for having me. Uh, you're always welcome. And uh, and everybody who is Nick, I too, I too love being here. And when I'm not here, I don't love it. Ah! Oh. <laughs> if only my whole life was a podcast, then it would be so simple. Yeah, but Maybe I think we is. should say thanks to you, Nick. Because honestly, I think, but I think <laughs> Do you that you've done incredibly <laughs> amazingly <laughs> over the last two hundred <laughs> podcasts. A putting up with us. Do you and think- you flowered as a kind of presenter. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you think I was? Uh, do you think I was fishing for that? Was it that obvious? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? I'm terribly sorry about that. Blossoms. <laughs> I would like to say that actually we've got the. Um, we do actually have the Sonic State Christmas party tonight as well. So everybody in the room is going to be uh, there, uh, enjoying, enjoying that hopefully. And uh, Gaz, I think you're going to come over from Bristol. It's only yeah, a shame. It's only a shame that we couldn't uh, um, quite stretch to the train fare, uh, the, the plane fare for Rich and PJ to join us as well. So I'm just, uh, but we'll raise a glass for you. Definitely. Indeed. Please. Thank you. Please do. Because uh, as you'll notice, Please this do. bottle remains closed. Just like to say. No, we can very, very well. We were watching 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Actually, 20 minutes from now, it's blooming empty. <laughs> Anyway, so, Tara. I am from the future. Yes, yes you are. From, from 20 minutes, you're, you're lofty, from your lofty position, 20 minutes in the future, would you like to tell us what songs you've just played? Uh, oh, yes, yes. We're just about to. <laughs> Did you get that? It was a bit of a riddle. Eh? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Um, the, the first one we're going to do is called um, The Garden. The second one is called I Am Just a Star. Um, and uh, these two songs are actually... Uh, finished when we uh, were told we were going to do Moogfest, and um, I really wanted to do um, songs that were more designed to be played live 
in a very uh, self-contained way. And it was interesting to see how that reflected on the songwriting. So these songs are a lot more, in my mind, they may not be to you guys, but in my mind they're a lot more scaled down than what was, say, on my first album, which was effectively a band record. Right. And um, these, are, okay. these are quite a bit more, um, in my mind, a bit more electronic, but still quite psychedelic. And um, again, they were, they were kind of designed to be portable and played live and to come, come across in a certain way. And um, I think that they're also going to be um, possibly used next year in the film that we're working on, but we're not quite sure yet. They're like sort of little seedlings of ideas uh -huh. that may be extracted and used in the film, maybe, maybe not. But they're kind of a sign of things to come, I suppose. Oh, fantastic. So. Uh, and Maff, I believe you're going to be um, playing that rather handsome-looking bass yep. guitar over there. I'm going to be playing this string here, which I've been told earlier is an E string. <laughs> so I told you that, didn't I? So it's probably yeah. not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, uh, and I'm just, just in the... Uh... There's three different... Um, what are these things called? Areas? Yes, yeah. zones. Chocolate bars. Three different zones <laughs> that I'll be playing. I've marked them out specifically with tape. And um, I'll, be, I'll be pushing those down, and uh, at this end I'll be strumming. I think well, it's, or plucking one of the other. Careful what you say now, yes. Mr. Hunt. Yes, I'll be Jeremy hunting these um, <laughs> a little later. This is, uh, the, for those of you uh, who perhaps don't um, understand what on earth we're talking about, um, there was a faux pas by Mr. James Nocty, who was uh, a Radio 4, a BBC Radio 4 presenter, massive national radio, live in the morning, and he was talking about the uh, one of our uh, culture secretary called, was it Richard? Jeremy, Jeremy, Jer Jeremy, Jeremy Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. Now, um, Jeremy Hunt, the culture secretary. That's yes. right. And you could sort of understand maybe where um, he got his words mixed up there. He he called it a spoonerism, but that, that it's it's uh, it's the talk of the town. I can tell you. That's why we're referring to it. So those of you outside the country <laughs> who do not know, you'll probably uh, you you understand now, perhaps. And, but I and, won't go into I, it anymore. And I've heard that it was all. And I've heard it was all deliberate. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> Really yep. sounded like it to me. Because uh, good on him if Jeremy it was. Hunt, he's he's, <laughs> he's not a popular man. No, not in the BBC at all. So obviously, Jeremy uh, <clears throat> is his nickname in the BBC anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. I think we're going to um, attempt another couple of songs. That's uh, that. That for those of you interested, that was a bit of uh, non-verbal communication between myself and Math. Uh, Even though we've only been working together for what ten minutes, yeah. I know that he wants that microphone switched off. Professionalism, you see, fantastic. So, take it away, okay. Tara. So you just keep crossing this bridge, and it kind of feels like the bridge is never going to end. The water doesn't react. The sun doesn't react. The clouds don't react. And you kind of start to question your circuitry. Why everything is able to conduct all of this electricity but me. No right from me, right? But it doesn't. I'm the only one that isn't conducting the current and it gets harder every day everybody is conducting the current 
bit of um, fuzz bass there, Math, as well. Awesomely done. <laughs> you hit the spot. <laughs> Did he have a spin on the table? <laughs> good Lord. Oh, good heavens. So, um, I, I think um, we, have, we have, we basically have one more tune and then it's going to be um, off to the pub. It is off to the awesome. pub. Indeedy. Um, I was, I was going to say too, I just, as far as we were on um, thank yous, I uh, wanted to thank everyone that's come to Analog Suicide in the past three years. We turned three yesterday. Oh, wow. Our um, blog, analogsuicide.com. It's been a lovely learning tool and, you know, made some yeah, new, a, a wicked new blog, bleepy by the friends. Way. Yes. <laughs> Remember that, folks? Analogsuicide.com for all your Tara... Or tarabush.com for all your Tara needs. Yeah. <laughs> and requirements. 
And yeah, yeah. Tara, Tara needs and requirements. That'll that'll do. But yes, analog suicide is uh, is three. And of so course, can can on. people still uh, buy the Pilfisher Lane um, non non deluxe boxed version? Absolutely, forever and ever. It's um it's on iTunes. It's on TomyTouch.com. Um, there's links to it on TaraBush.com too. Or TaraBush.com. Sorry. Great. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've, got two, I've got two pieces of music in my iPod. Or two albums in my iPod. One of them is Guy Farley's Modigliani, and the other one is your album. And that's the only music I've got in my iPod. Everything else is talking. Well, that's <laughs> splendid. Wonderful. Pilfer Chalet, I that hope is, it serves you well. <laughs> it is serving me very Yeah, it's cool. I love it. Well, cool. Thank you. Did that's you own the box set yet, Mark? <clears throat> I have, yeah. I put uh, the video on the Facebook page. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, we, we we did. So there was an unboxing. I've still got mine tucked away in the uh, in the vaults over there. Weirdo. How do you feel about that, Matthew? <laughs> having having painstakingly designed. I think I should have box set. No, should have <laughs> done, done two hundred, and everyone should have bought two. <laughs> well, Dave, Dave, and, uh, sure. Dave and Chris, you opened one, and yeah, one second, and he's Chris is saving his forever. Everything I give him, he goes, I'm not opening that. I'm beginning to take it personally. Yeah. What, like a bottle of wine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A box of chocolates. Yeah, Christmas cards. <laughs> right. Mm. Crazy tiger. Right. Uh, so what's the, what's the final, uh, the final tunage you'll be playing for us today? The final, why do I keep talking to that mic? Uh, the the final, final tunage is called I Am Just a Star. Um, so true. This one is actually uh, another one that I started in Los Angeles, and it was inspired by a homeless woman in Santa Monica. When I, I worked down there uh, very briefly in a post-production studio, um, and I used to go out on my lunch break and walk around and see um, this woman, and um, she inspired me to write this very much. And it was kind of this um, Gloria Swanson, Norma Desmond-type character, really bonkers but beautiful kind of thing and um took me a little while to finally come to grips with finishing it but and um again this was another one that was designed to be played at Mogfest as well so uh, okay. it kind of finally came into itself do there. we have um symbol action in this one no symbol okay no. i'm gonna switch that one off yes um that's the mattnolancustom.com symbol, by the way <laughs> yeah. as we're on plugs and yeah. also yamahadownload.com thank you for the sponsors of the show Right, mm. um, so uh, I think Tara is going to uh, treat us to yet another song. Fantastic. Yeah. Right, here we go. <clears throat> Sometimes you're better off dead There's a gun in your hand And it's pointing to your head You think you're mad Too unstable Kicking in chairs And knocking down tables and all Strong in Western town, call the police. 
There's a madman around Running down Underground To a dive bar In a western town In a western town A dead end world Eastern boys and western girls Western town Dead end world Eastern boys and western Western girls Along To me
Yeah. That's great. Thank you. I think that might have been, uh, was that uh, by a popular beat combo, the Pet Shop Boys? Yeah, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> that was lovely. I really like that. A- anybody you. who hasn't um, seen Sunset Boulevard um, with uh, Gloria Swanson probably should go and get that movie somehow and then um, listen to the Pet Shop Boys and then they'll understand that song. <laughs> Because that literally is Gloria Swanson singing the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I felt like a, I felt like being transported into the past and the future at the same time. Because your voice reminds me of so many records that I used to hear when I was really little. The sort of the sixties female, I mean giants like uh, Shirley Bassey and things like that. You have like that quality, and then there's all this really futuristic synthesis stuff in there, and I just feel sort of pulled apart in a really weird way, like I've gone to the future and the past all at once, and then I'm just here. It's really cool. Really awesome. cool. Time travel on uh, Sonic <laughs> Talk number 200, episode Excellent. 200. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Thank you ever so much, Tara. I really appreciate it, because I know it's kind of quite a lot of work to come here and just perform four little songs and what have you, but it's been... No, it's, it's been a, well it's worth it. And yeah. It yeah. wasn't for me. <laughs> Mr. Feet up. I'll just show you the feet up there, actually. Hold on one second. Let's see if I can get a shot of the feet. Oops, what have I done? I've done something really wrong. Oh, it's all started to go wrong. But now's the yeah, time, eh? Because so at least the show is kind of nearly over. But, folks, I just want to say thank you to everybody it's been a great uh, 200 uh, as we say 200 more to come and uh, thank you everybody for joining in and we'll say thank you very much to Dave Spears in the corner here g4software.com you're very welcome thank you it's time get the sabre out and also to uh, Math Lewis over there <laughs> hello and uh, Tara Bush for analogsuicide.com Hello, hello. And also to Mr. Rich Hilton, myspace.com forward slash Hiltonis. Thank you, Rich. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, PJ Tracy, pjtracymusic.com. Nick, thank you so much. And Gaz Williams, uh, Rocket Gold Star. Not sure about the URL yet, but we'll get one out of you some one of these days. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. And yes, we'd love to. If we, if we get another studio... Um, together we will definitely um have your band playing as well because i'd like to i want to oh. do about that one their band rules that rocket rocket goldstar are the best live band i've ever seen Seriously. i can't they wait. Oh, they're the best. They're really the really really awesome they're the best band that in the is universe. awesome yeah I love well uh, that was oh. sonic talk number 200 can't believe it and dave is gonna pop <laughs> that's why we that's why we need a pot, ch- pot filter Woo-hoo. on the uh oh, better drink that it's going all right 200 that's it uh thank you very much it's a wrap